glad you chose to be with me today. We're talking about attitudes, the power of an attitude. It determines all of our actions. It's the difference in our lives. And we're talking about how to turn the attitude of criticism and a critical spirit into an attitude of love. And we've been looking at Miriam and Aaron, the sister and brother of Moses, and how they were critical of him and how some consequences came. I want you to see the consequences of a, of a critical spirit. God deals seriously with this sin. Numbers 12.10 says, There stood Miriam, leprous like snow. Suddenly, Miriam, Moses' sister, had leprosy. She had the disease that was fatal. There was no cure. And she had leprosy all over her body. And this was a woman who had death written all over her. And unless God intervened, there would be no hope for her. Now Moses prayed for her, and God healed her and gave her a second chance. But there, that reveals the serious consequences that come from having a, a critical attitude. And we also, when we are constantly critical, we suffer from that sin. And it brings on us judgment, and it brings on us difficulties because we choose to go that way. And... Uh, I think what we really need to understand is we really just hurt ourselves and we hurt our fellowship with God. David Fink studied two groups of people. The first group was made up of thousands of people who were suffering from tension, emotional turmoil, and stress. The second group was made up of people uh, who were free from those problems. And he found out that the difference was those who suffered from tension and stress were habitually fault finders. The others were less critical of others. And he found out that being a fault finder, being a critical person, puts you in the desert of life. Jesus also said the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with what measure you use, it will be measured to you. So what actually happens is that the person who has the critical spirit discovers that other people have a critical spirit about them because it comes back on top of them. What they measure out is measured back. And it hurts other people a lot, too. Moses was really hurt, I think, because those he trusted and loved the most were criticizing him. And so many children are broken by critical parents. They can't live up to the expectations of their parents who demand the perfection that they can't give. Many in God's work uh, have, have, the, have quit because of the incessant criticism of those around them. And one of the things that pastors experience are people's criticism. Everybody always knows better about how to do it than you do. And, and I remember getting letters and emails and words of criticism at different times during my ministry. Most of them I passed off easily unless it was somebody that I really cared about. And sometimes... It was true, and I accepted it and did something about it. But if I knew it wasn't, sometimes it was hurtful. The casual nature of criticism is something, too, that I think we need to deal with. We often criticize not out of wicked, hateful hearts, not because we don't like that person, maybe even like them. And it's often just a casual comment, an inadvertent remark. Many of us use critical words and if we really thought through what we were saying, we wouldn't say it. If we thought twice, we wouldn't say it. We often are just careless and thoughtless. But those words hurt people, and they strike people in the face. 
and loose lips and unmanaged mouths caused so much damage. And Aaron admitted that. He said, we acted foolishly. And they did. And there were consequences. But the biblical response to being criticized, when somebody criticizes you, what do you do? Well, first, realize if, you be, if you're going to be a serious follower of Jesus Christ, I want to tell you, you're going to be criticized. If you're going to do anything that matters, you're going to be criticized. If you're going to make a difference in the world for the Lord, you're going to be criticized. You'll be judged and scrutinized and sometimes maybe even condemned. We're not here to win people's approval. We're, here to, we're not here to be liked even. Uh, and that's nice if we are, but that's not going to always happen. As a pastor, I've experienced that through the years. Some of it deserved, some of it not. But the whole point is, that's just the way life is. If you really want to count for Christ, recognize that. Paul was criticized, and he was beaten and stoned and condemned. Abraham Lincoln was one of the most criticized presidents that ever sat in that place. And it's funny about that because today he's revered as one of the greatest of all our presidents, but not so when he was in there. Here's what Lincoln said. He said, if I tried to read, much less answer, all the criticism made of me and all the attacks leveled against me, this office would have to be closed for all other business. I do the best I know how, the very best I can, and I mean to keep an eye on doing this down uh, to the very end, if the end brings me out all wrong, ten angels swearing I had been right would make no difference. If the end brings me out to be all right, then what is said against me now will not amount to anything. Now, that's, uh, I think, a tremendous attitude that we should adopt for ourselves because, you know, if you do the right thing and if you're trusting Christ and if you are criticized, then... It won't matter at the end, and it'll, it'll be what God wants for your life that you just went right on and did what he wanted you to do. The Bible says just give your burdens to the Lord, and he'll take care of you. And if we don't do that, then we miss out on the blessing. But there's an answer to a critical attitude. How can I overcome a critical attitude? Maybe I tend to look at people very critically. How can I, how can I change that? Now, there's a difference between discernment discernment is not the same thing as a critical discernment is being able to rightly see things from God's point of view and sometimes we have to see people as they really are and not be fooled and not be vulnerable and not be hurt by others in a way we don't need to be but that's from God and that's not a critical spirit well first we have to allow God's spirit to just fill us with love when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and he comes to live in you the Bible says that he fills us with love. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Romans 5.5 5 says God has poured out his love into our hearts by his Spirit. So if we, if we pray daily and ask Jesus to love people through us, to love our negative friends through us, to love those people who criticize us through us, to love people who are saying things about us, you see, I can't overcome a, a critical attitude. And, and if I have the tendency to be critical, asking God to love... You see, you love by faith. You don't love by feelings. If you waited to love by feelings, you wouldn't love much. But when you say, Lord, by faith, I choose to love that person, even when they're angry, even when they're wrong, even when they're acting unacceptably. And, and we need to accept people as they are. Romans 15, 7 says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you. 
Romans 14, 1 puts it this way, accept him whose faith is weak. Jesus accepted love and loved people as they are. That's why so many people were drawn to him and came to him. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says, love is patient. It waits for people to change. That's what that means. Love always hopes. That is, love sees people not just as they are, but what they can be. And Hebrews 13 says, love endures all things. Endures a military term. It means they drive a stake in the ground and say, I'm not moving till we win the victory here. And that's what it means to really love people, is to choose to do that above all else. I hope you and I will seek to ask the Spirit to do that for us. God bless you. Have a great day.